Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about a new PlayStation handheld, new accessibility options, and our perfect PlayStation showcase. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. That's Janet. I'm Greg. And you can get this show on PSI Love UXOXO.com. What? No. Patreon.com slash kinda funny. I like to keep you guessing. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get dozens and dozens of monthly exclusive episodes of cool content. All on patreon.com slash kinda funny. Uh, speaking of the live chat over there, shout out and welcome to PS5 Dat Lie for your first live show. We're excited to have you with the Trogs. If you have no bucks, toss our way. No big deal. Support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code kinda funny. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without any of the cool exclusive content on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe thank you to our patreon producers tripod plus plus delaney twining today we're brought to you by shady rays and evil dead rise but let's start with a psn message from yo blessing janet Daco writes in and says, Sony and Marvel's partnership gets bigger, and now Sony Bend Studio is working on a Marvel game. Which Marvel character would you want to see Ben make a game for? Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. I was hoping you wouldn't go to me first because I was not prepared for this question. Um, throw up the red X. <laughs> Janet oh. Garcia. Oh, Janet's muted. Janet, we don't hear you. Is it prepared? You're muted. You're muted. Oh, um, it was us. Now you're unmuted. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I was hoping that you would stick with Blessing because I also feel like a little unprepared. The answer, but... of course, ladies and gentlemen, is Ghost Rider. They put so much work into oh. that motorcycle. Now, right. don't, oh. I don't want oh. the, oh. I don't want to get out there with my nuts and bolts and my wrenches, but motors, it felt good What to developer make motorcycle? <laughs> motorcycle? What, what MCU character make a motorcycle? Now, this, of course, is a deep cut <laughs> kind of beauty reference, all right, when I was mad about the Ant-Man picks, but this one actually makes sense. What has Sony Ben got an engine that does really well? Ghost Riding. And it would make sense. A lot of people don't know Ghost Rider. So we have a cool flaming motorcycle to ride around an open world fucking up demons and stuff. For the record, I don't know much about Ghost Rider either, but he's out there fucking shit up. It sounds great, right? Give him a Nicolas Cage skin. Give him a Nicolas Cage skin. That's all it takes right there. What's your better guess, huh? Sony Ben, what do you like for them? Huh? 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 I think it have to be. Huh? Huh? I'm trying so. Huh? I'm like, literally, huh? if you look at my huh? screen right now, I have a list of them. Oh, right there. <laughs> Pietro Maximoff. That's who you should pick. That I, You know what? If I'm just if I'm just letting me run the entire show, the next pick, Nick Fury. We know they can make a siphon filter game. We know they can go out and have some espionage action. Give me some espionage action. That's who everybody action. wants to play as, Nick, Nick Fury. Hey, it's a young Nick Fury. He's a shield field agent. We're out there doing cool shit. I'm sure that'll fly off Nick the Fury. shelves Thank at Best you. Buy. 
Wait, what? I, I'm sure that'll fly off the shelves at Best Buy. He's Here's getting his own TV show right now. And Nick is Fury it, and is is it called deal. Nick Fury the TV show or is it called something cool well, like we Secret call, Wars? We can call it whatever. We can invasion. call it Shield Files or whatever. Agents of Shield. Is that what you want, huh? Oh, I would actually be down for you're it. You're such <laughs> an asshole. I hate video you. That actually sounds You're great. fucking Pietro Maximo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking. Uh, I don't know. Here's my thing. Is I feel like for a lot of the bigger Marvel uh, video games that we're getting, they're pushing a lot of the MCU characters because I think those are the ones that are either already very popular or they know are on the cusp of becoming popular. And yeah. so that's why that's why I looked up MCU characters. Ghost Rider, I think, would be hot for the connection, right? And also, also because that's a Marvel comic book character that people like a lot and I, th- I think has a lot to offer. But me putting myself in the Marvel games brain and trying to figure out... Uh, like a real answer? Yeah, like what a, what's a real answer to what Ben Studio could do with, with a Marvel project? <sighs> I, might, I might go back to Ant-Man. Like, like, an Ant-Man video game... Sounds fun to me. Like yeah. uh, just all the things you can do with it, right? Like the the um, video game experiences that I I can think of that we've gotten lately, where you are a small being in a in a regular size <laughs> world. Of course, of course. I come to it takes two. I come to things like Grounded. I feel like it's such a cool aesthetic. And so the idea of playing an action game, but you're playing as Ant Man, and the whole game takes place within a fucking bedroom. Yeah, I'm down for it. See, all right, you gave a good pitch there at the end. I was gonna say what runs into and should be the test case for ruining Ant Man is a little game called The Medium. Stick with me. Okay. Medium was having you jump between the two worlds, you know, to go solve puzzles and stuff. And in pre- or, uh, the trailers and stuff, we were always like, oh, that looks like a really cool mechanic. And then you got the game, and you could only make the jumps at very specific moments. And it was like, oh, that kind of sucks. And I feel like Ant-Man would be the same way. If there was some fucking insane way for them to be like, you're Ant-Man, at any point you want to get small and do oh stuff, God, you can. You That'd be outrageous. I just don't think that's possible. No, that's fair. Janet. I mean, I think someone could do it. Um, I don't think Ben's... Like, to me, this is more of a question of what are Ben's strengths. Um, And it's interesting that you took the motorcycle route, because while the motorcycle played a big role in Days Gone, I think what Days Gone did best was create really crunchy melee combat. Um, I love the feeling of the impact that you got in Days Gone. So I feel like maybe, and then if we're thinking of Blessing's point of the popularity aspect, maybe those things add up to, like, Kamala Khan or somebody, where it's like you have that melee aspect and I feel like that's mostly playing to their strengths. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Here's another thing I'll throw out there, I'll throw out there for, for Ant-Man, right? <laughs> we don't want to talk about... This, ben- kid, this kid just <laughs> wants an Ant-Man game. He doesn't care who he makes it. He wants to talk about Ben Studio's strengths. You look at the first trailer of Days Gone, and you look with, uh, at the promise of Days Gone, right? And you have a bunch hmm. of zombies coming through, doing a bunch of things on screen at the same time. Oh, what if you just had him do Marvel Zombies? <laughs> <laughs> or you can, yeah, you, you can go that route. I was going to say, like, in Ant-Man, he controls a bunch of ants, right? Just have a bunch of ants come through, sure. make them look like the zombies from Days Gone, make them control go. the same the, way. You already the got the technology there. Attack, yeah. Exactly. Or you can do a, a smart idea and make a Hulk game. In the chat one, I think back to Janet's point of, like, what have they done and what, what you know, for beyond, uh, the, beyond. Uh, beyond, the, beyond the motorcycle for Days Gone, what was something about Days Gone? Tyler Washington puts in The Punisher. And I think The Punisher now, uh, granted, I'm way more going the route of... Uh, I would say the comic book interpretation than maybe the John Bernthal, a little bit more grounded Punisher. But uh, like, you know, Deacon St. John's, I'm going to fucking kill this motherfucking goddamn motherfucker. Like, there was something there in Boozer well, and all that. Did you say that ever? Because I don't remember that part. Oh, yeah. I can't, I, that was one of my huge problems. It was a juxtaposition of Deacon in the cutscenes. I miss my wife and Boozer. I love you, boy. Yeah. Deacon in a fight. Goddamn motherfucker. I'm going to fucking fuck. I'm going to fucking. Well, I'm going to fucking kill this fucker. It was like they recorded that. Like, he's going to be the angriest character of all time, Sam. Don't read it. All right, I got it. And then they eventually do the other cuts. He's like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Punisher could be fun. 
I I would love a Punisher game. We've gotten Punisher games in the past for like PS2 and stuff. Yeah, shove a wood chipper. But what now? The wood? PS2 game had a part where you shoved a dude in a wood chipper. Oh shit! Like, okay, I, I think they had to make those scenes black and white because they were so blue. I don't know if I got to that part. I just remember my my friend Addison, who I now who's now a character on this show, on I guess across multiple shows. Uh, he had the Punisher video game and we played it once, and I was like, "This is violent. This is very violent." And I'm seven years old. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I. This should... is exactly what your parents were worried about. <laughs> exactly. This is why my parents don't let me hang out with you as much because you always show me the violent video games and you know you cuss a lot. And now I'm going home saying hell in front of my parents, and I'm nine years old. That and that well. didn't go well. At all. No, it did not go well. Do your parents ever? watch our content no yeah no we're the best too yeah exactly okay. Just making sure. uh let's talk about topic of the show barrett we're happy to have you back we missed the tots graphic you know it was not good when you weren't here it wasn't oh, did roger not play it yeah, he didn't know how i think that he doesn't watch the show so it was oh, kind of like a, well, there's like a big button that says tots you know. Yeah, but he was afraid that might deliver tater tots. It was it was a concern oh, for him. Okay, okay. Uh, we so wanted to set a bad thing. No, not at all. Uh, but it was late in the day. It doesn't matter. Uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about planning our perfect PlayStation showcase. Of course, why would we want to do this right now? Blessing. Uh, because this last week, uh, Jeff Grubb put out a tweet that shook the world. Specifically, Video Games Chronicle, who wrote an article about it. <laughs> I made it to kind of funny games it daily. VGC. The tweet reads like this: E3 is dead, and I killed it. And now I'm going to honor it by holding up, uh, holding it up weekend at Bernie style uh, alongside Jeff Grubb's summer game mess. Thank you to all of the Jeff, all of the Jeff Grubb's summer game mess partners for participating, whether you want to or not. Let's fucking go! And he does. He did the thing that he does every year, which is he put up his calendar of big game events that are going to come through right the, the um summer grub summer the, game mess jeff grub summer game mess right which details the keely right. shows of the world which details the ubisoft wars of the world um and his calendar goes like this right on june 8th we're getting a summer game fest june 9th uh you're getting a key three day, days of play that's 9th and 10th uh june 11th you're getting xbox plus bethesda game showcase plus the starfield direct and then june 12th you have ubisoft forward but then before all of that before the Summer Game Fest, he has written down a PlayStation Showcase, which follows up on um, stuff that Jeff has said in the past, right? He talked before the last State of Play that we got that um, he mentioned that we're going to get a State of Play and another PlayStation Show. And then he followed up on that saying, it's going to be a bigger PlayStation Showcase. So now, with this latest update, and also with the, the canceling of E3, the murder of E3, the murder. The murder. Um, it looks like he's doubling down once again and being like, hey, there's a PlayStation showcase happening, and it is happening indeed uh, before Summer Game Fest. This, of course, leads to, we've talked about this before. When's it coming? What's going on? Yada, yada, yada. But what it really inspired us, ladies and gentlemen, was to talk about, well, what would the perfect PlayStation showcase look like? This spun off on Games Daily. Me and Bless started talking about it. Bless like, this should be topic of the show for PS I Love You XO. I said, yes, we called Janet on the show. Remember that, Janet? You remember me calling you? I do. That was a fun time. Yeah, I had to mute my Spotify. I didn't want to get you guys in trouble for hearing my music in the background. I appreciate that. And we shouted out, well, there should be some rules to this. I'm like, yeah, there should be. I was like, ah, we're kind of lazy. Well, we'll get to it eventually. I don't know. And then as usual, we didn't have to worry about it because the one, the only, Jake Bakes Cakes wrote in and took care of this. Barrett, it's in there as a thing if you want to pull it up because it was a tweet I put out because I wanted people's input. But here will be the rules for what we do today. Hey, bless. Jake bakes cakes here. I'm currently listening to today's KFGD, and I wanted to provide a proposed rules for this week's PS I Love You XOXO topic of the week. Love the topic, by the way. And this was the fastest way for me to do it. Each host gets to bring eight games to the showcase, plus Spider-Man 2 and The Last of Us Factions. 
The other eight games are. So a total of 10 games, two are guaranteed, so we don't have to worry about them. Mm -hmm. The rules are three first-party games, one with gameplay, one cinematic slash intercut with small gameplay segments, like the OG Spider-Man review, one with the logo and title, like God of War Ragnarok, two third-party games, one with gameplay, one cinematic and or intercut with small gameplay segments. Other, this is the final tier, one indie game, one VR game, one wild card game. Now, usually that's where you think the rules would stop, but Jake Bakes Cakes knows I like detail and goes on. Each host takes their 10 games and builds their show out from start to finish with rough estimates for how long each game is shown. I want to feel the pacing. I want to feel that hype. Thank you all. Uh, let me try this again. Oh, thank you all. Should have fun with it rather than just make 100% sure predictions. So, of course, we're not going through like we think this is actually going to happen. We did have a conversation of like we're not shooting for the moon that, you know, this comes out, that happens, like insane stuff happens. Stuff somewhat grounded in reality happened, but we'll have some fun with it and do all that stuff. Uh, Jake goes on because I'm sure uh, you'll do that when the real showcase uh, gets officially announced. Please adapt and change these rules if you uh, find it too long or confusing. Y'all have been killing it per usual, and I can't wait to listen to this episode. Jake bakes cakes. Jake, love thank this. you for your support, your love. As usual, we changed nothing because we were just like, this is fantastic. This is perfect. No notes. Also, stay safe out there, Jake. Where's he? There's, I mean, in the last few episodes of KFGD, there's been a lot of Jake beef. Um, oh, no. There's a lot of Jakes in the community, and they've been writing in, oh. throwing shade at each other. And so stay stay safe out there. You're my <laughs> favorite. It's so cryptic and scary. So fucking. We're, we're going to host a tournament, Greg, where they, we get all of them in here. Sure. Five of them enter, one leaves. Wow. Yeah. Just have the but it's Jake. a growing number, so it might end up being like 15 of them in here. We might have to create content. Uh, so the only thing I guess we changed was we said it, we put a time frame, time limit on it or whatever, 45 mm -hmm. minutes. So that to Jake's point of like, tell me how long you're working. It's not like you're doing an hour or something. So you can be 45 minutes, a little bit less. You can pat it out or whatever. We'll see how y'all get there. But we all went through. We planned our shows. Of course, I hit you all up on Twitter and said, hey, you should come do this with us. Kind of funny dot com slash P-S-I-L-Y where you can ride in for free to be part of the show. And we got a lot of great responses. Uh, Janet Blessing, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Yeah, Janet. All right. So also, funny thing, I didn't think about the Jeff Grubbness of the date. So then I just looked at like what date I thought it would be, and I put it for like way later. But um, I think it'd be the like same regardless. Um, so I just really like the only thing I would maybe change from this would maybe be swapping one of the third parties. And I think what I have is more interesting. So I'll just stick to what I have. Um. All right, so starting off with just what do I just run through the whole show? I, I say you do your run of show, yeah, yeah. And you tell us okay. on the way if you want, like, oh, this is the cinematic on intercut with gameplay, whatever the hell. Sure. Okay. So um yeah, I'll toss those in. All right, so we have our show starts off. We have close up showing off the dual sense edge kind of twisting around. You maybe see some different color face plates. You get a transition from the console into a sizzle reel of video games. Maybe along the way, we see some words or accolades tossed out. This takes the span of either 90 seconds to two minutes for the sake of the making the show. I'm just going to say it's two minutes. Then we move to Spider-Man 2, which is six minutes of... Uh, I would just say like gameplay kind of either cut straight from maybe like the beginning of the game, sort of what we saw before with um, Miles Morales. Mm. Then we go into four minutes of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, a.k.a. Remake Part 2. 
that is probably um i would couch that as cinematic and or intercut with gameplay from that third party section then we go into ghost to reveal with gameplay it's wow. six minutes wow we are now wow. at the 19 minute wow mark. six minutes of ghost ghost two yes i'm into it <laughs> and then we cool it down a little bit because it's like okay so in well let me just read it then or do you want me to throw my logic out there already I'm, I'm, I'm down to hear the logic yeah okay so with that intro the last two playstation showcases have had some form of a reel of hardware or an ad like the that's you know ends with play has no limits i feel like the ads are kind of whack though so i would hope that they maybe just go straight with this is a reel and like you know showing off a reminder of what the recent hardware and stuff is then with spider-man 2 it's like whether or not this hits in the summer as predicted or hits in the fall like the previous showcases either way they're going to be selling spider-man 2 because that's already announced for fall they have to show it it's it's inherently then kind of boring because it's like you know it's going to be there but you need to show it anyway and it, it should still be exciting because maybe we'll see more mechanics then final Fantasy 7 rebirth is like oh my god are they doing it and then also if they show it some people will be like oh which is this the other final fantasy game they're like oh no it's rebirth so you have that hype of people being like which final fantasy and then the nerds will, who really know it are like oh it's definitely seven rebirth because of <laughs> Look the, at the angle size of the, the sword <laughs> you know like oh we all know we all know that train station like i don't know it but you know you know it and that's what matters that's the place that and cloud we, grew up exactly and we have that conversation for like the reacts vibes which is always fun then ghost 2 is like oh my god is this really ghost 2 and i don't know maybe someone might fake guess that it's always oh, a dlc's or whatever but that's kind of the energy there and it's like oh my god it is then we cool it down a bit no offense but just in terms of clout and we go into the indie scene this is where we see mm. i'm gonna say um mina the hollower which is slated for 2023 mm. december um that's the one i'm gonna go with I had another idea but we'll talk about that later for hypotheticals that'll be three minutes you know shorts we we see it we kind of remember and if people don't remember this they're like oh man is this from like the people that made this other game that i liked okay cool it looks pretty cool it's different you know that's like the vibe that's the energy this is the you know the hollow is the shovel knight developer yes. game right mm -hmm. sick so it's like you know they probably opened with from the makers of shovel knight to remind you that oh you, you want yeah, this game course. also it's been getting pretty good press um so far too so i feel like people there is hype and excitement but i still think it you know everything needs a marketing push so this will be cool it'll be different it'll remind Bold you up. oh there's a a breadth of experiences to be had on playstation then continuing with the you know slightly less exciting but still cool for vr i'm going with tin hearts this is a game that i saw actually at pax east it's coming out i think relatively soon and they talked about having a vr version in the works so i'm not sure if it's releasing a little bit later um and i think depending on where you look i know it's confirmed for MetaQuest, and i think it's also coming to vr too this is a lemmings type game where you're kind of which i think is like becoming another vr trope of like you have lemmings type games but whatever it looks cool i liked what i saw um you're sort of manipulating the environment to um set up these little wind up are wind up toy men what would you call these guys these they're like little um yeah wind up toys yeah, wind up toys. yeah like with a little big the big hat there's like a better name for them yeah. but they're like they're like you know. they're like the the, the uk soldiers those guys. yeah like it's, all, it's the holiday all, season if like you celebrate christmas line. you're putting these guys out there like, i'm definitely complaining two very different things by the way um yeah we're kind of mashing up a lot of things but i think we see that and people will be like oh it seems cool then we go back into hype with like a layer of mystery. We got Pragmata five minutes. We're now at the 29 minute mark. And this would be, um, I couched it as with gameplay. I feel like we've seen it, but don't really have a strong understanding of it. So I think this would, this is my pick for the with gameplay versus okay. seven rebirth could be still really far away. So that's why it would be 
cinematic with the gameplay. Um, here, I think we really could benefit from some gameplay to really get grounded mm. on what this is, because I think there's a lot of excitement around the general atmosphere and the vibes, but not a lot to hold on to that's a little bit firmer. And I think in terms of progression of marketing, that feels like a good next play. So that's what we got five minutes, Pragmata. Then we go into, could they do it again? What year is it? It's Wolverine gameplay, five minutes, like 34 minute mark. Same deal, right? It's like, how do they keep putting on these games? I don't know. But then again, same deal. We know what it is generally, but we don't have any concrete answers on some of the additional layerings of this because we already had again the setting the vibe tease the confirmation of it's it's m rated so what is it or is it m rated was it confirmed as oh, oh yeah they've said i think it's gonna be m rated. okay so it's like oh they're gonna they're gonna swear and then smoke a cigarette you know like i don't know whatever right how many f-bombs um, exactly they could do anything <laughs> except for the things that the srb says you can't do and still have an m rating but you know we'll see what is that find out during the showcase then it's like wow that's a lot 34 minutes not a lot of time left what could be happening where are we going next boom that's when we get last of us factions it's mm. seven minutes to account for uh i kind of was like uh, this is one we didn't have limitations on you know it was just kind of there so i got a little more creative with it sure. it features neil um, Druckmann and maybe other elements of the team justifying the game and explaining ongoing support. And by justifying the game, like I'm excited for this, but I think we have seen a lot of conversations around, does this make sense for the last of us? I go last of us for this story. Am I really going to be get, you know, a feeling of why this makes sense for the last of us world, what they're trying to convey, how the experience is going to be like a little bit of a harder, more direct sell of this game, probably interspliced with, you know, gameplay aspects, some screens, some, you know, however they want to present it to really sell you on. Not only is this going to be an exciting multiplayer game, but this is going to be a big deal in the world of The Last of Us. And it's like, whoa, that's crazy. What's going on? But then Neil's like, oh, but that's not all that we're working on. And that's when you get the logo and title of Naughty Dog's next project. Wow. This is 90 seconds. It's all black with some maybe like noise in the background, like some like a tease of like what maybe the setting could be. You get something from the front and it has that slow like reveal into like what the logo is and, you know, just making up something like if it's another adventure game, maybe the logo incorporates like an element of climbing rope or something. And you're like that way everyone when you talk about later is like, oh, I mean, I feel like based on seeing this you know it might be that you know a little a little something a little flavor to it um so it'll be a, a bit of a telling logo in that sense i think and that's what it'll be and then you think it's over because we're at 42 sec to 42 minutes and 30 seconds so you're like oh it's supposed to be 45 <laughs> but maybe they're just going to do a sizzle that's not what's going to happen it's going to maybe be another black screen and then or like some type of better transition than just a black screen because i'm not an editor sure. <laughs> clearly um, and you kind of like maybe hear a noise or it starts with just like the pitter patter of Astro's feet and he kind of like appears to pull down the screen for his next game. And during this time, we're like, oh, my God, what is it? Oh, and this is PS5. So then you're like, OK, it's not just VR, but it incorporates maybe either a VR mode or um, maybe you can play playable in VR as well. But that'll be part of the on-screen text reveal in terms of platforms and a big kind of little conversation piece that's two minutes long so it's pretty short um and that's at we're now at 44 30 and we close out with just a quick sizzle outro 30 seconds boom 45 minutes perfect there we go that's the showcase Woo! that was a really also, good showcase. I'm sorry if i talk too fast because i tend to and also Love i didn't want to spend 
30 minutes more slowly explaining these things sure, but sure boom there we go because i want to hear what you guys have or slash your reaction to what i've laid out am i too much of a dreamer oh of course or am i crazy enough to be kind of maybe right i don't know i think, I think <laughs> all three of these lists let alone the ones that were written in by the audience are dreaming too yeah. are we, i mean that's the fun of it though right is the whole point of this if you if you, you put all this out there and if you get 25 percent of it you're like oh man i hope that's fucking like for me the biggest dream like that jumps i shouldn't say the biggest the dream that jumps off the page is uh ghost of Tsushima 2 having gameplay like i just think we're a way out from that uh, yeah, I, probably. I love the idea i i fucking adore it if they do this playstation showcase uh you said yours is in june somewhere right and then they had that and they were ready to show the game but i think that for me is well. i love the i love the showcase you've built that'd be the one for me bless yeah. No, I mean, I think in terms of hype, you nailed it, right? Like, you you talked about a lot of things that I would love. I would love a new Astro game. I would love to hear about Naughty Dog's feature thing, right? I think for me, that is the, the the one that sticks out the most in terms of I'll believe it when I see it. Like, I would be so shocked if we get a new Naughty Dog thing that's not Last of Us Factions, because I think even if you're talking about Last of Us here, then... That is the Naughty Dog thing, right? That fills in that gap while you can continue to work on the, whatever Naughty Dog's next thing is, which I don't believe is anywhere near close to coming out, right? That's why and so, she just gave you the title card, though. Yeah, but like, are we that? I'm like, are we gonna wait five years? Are we gonna talk about the title yeah. of this game for five years? Hey, so we're like, talking about phase two, right? I mean, the that's phase. I feel like that's, that's phase four, phase three. That might oh, be phase four, one, okay. PS six. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that's, um, that's fair. But yeah, like, and this I, will be the first time you hear about it. God, yeah, but yeah, I, I think in terms of content, like the con the content that you're, that you're dropping is fire. And I think I think that's that's a showcase that by the end of it, in our, in our live reactions, we're standing up and we're giving a standing ovation. Like finally, Jim Ryan did it. <laughs> I will say to Cameron Kennedy in the chat's point saying, I think Naughty Dog has said they don't want to announce things too early anymore. That is a good point. That's definitely a point against where in that sense, they could be the least likely to want to do that level of a cryptic tease. But I do think logo and title, like you don't have to take forever with showing more. It's just like a easier show than like cutting something more substantial together. But, it, but to your point, yeah, it does kind of, I think a lot of times when we see that from a game, it's like very far out, but not always. I'm not going to go next. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I brought mine. Uh, my, mine is in at a, at a, at a swift 35 minutes. Oh, 35 mm. minutes. Also, yeah. it really feels like we're in class today. Yeah. Like, right. We're like, presenting. It's like showing no. And now blessing, you know, it's like, I'm taking questions now. Hello. So mine comes in at 35 minutes because a lot of the uh, trailers and, and presenting stuff I have um, is a bit shorter because I wanted to I wanted to go in at a brisk pace. Sure. Right. I don't want to sit down for a five minute trailer or a five minute breakdown unless it's very necessary. Right. And I have a couple of those, but I think I'm saving for me. I'm saving those for the moments that are, are, are really necessary. Um, and so I'm starting off with Spider-Man 2. Let's get it out the way. We know what you're here mm -hmm. for. Uh, in my in my um, ideal world, and, and to give context to you, this is my dream showcase, but also combined with things that I think are actually plausible. Sure. Right? This is my dream showcase that, that is grounded somewhat in reality of where these games are at and where these announcements are at and what I think could, could actually happen. And so in my, in my reality, I think you, when you're um, uh, marketing the showcase, when you're advertising the showcase on the Twitter, when you say, hey, tune in next Wednesday for the PlayStation Showcase, it's going to be 35 minutes long, you're also going to include the fact that, and you're going to hear info about Spider-Man 2. 
that is how I'm how I'm presenting this thing. Mm. That's how I'm uh, that, that's how I'm selling this thing. Smart. You open up with Spider-Man two, and it is four minutes. It is, and this is the um, this is gonna be story uh, story trailer plus gameplay, right? With a solid release date. You know, I want to see what is what are gonna be the the, the the unique story polls that are gonna bring me in as somebody who's into Spider-Man. Uh, what's gonna be the gameplay stuff that blows my mind? Maybe show me something with Miles Morales and Peter Parker. Um, and yeah, I think that'll be a strong way to start. From there, you fade out, you fade in. It's Herman Holst. You see a face. I want a PlayStation Ooh, face. Hermie! Yep. He opens up. He tells us that we have a lot to look forward to uh, on PlayStation over the next 12 months. And then he transitions to the next thing. And that's a solid minute, right? So you got four minutes for Spider-Man 2. You got one minute for Herman on screen, introducing us to the rest of the showcase. And then uh, for the one cinematic uh, cut with small gameplay segments, right? For that one, I'm opening up. With Mortal Kombat 12 from Netherrealm, mm. this is going to be another one in terms of PlayStation gaining the Infinity Stones of fighting games. Sure. You saw Street Fighter, um, uh, the Street Fighter 6 at the at uh, State of Play around this time last year. You saw Tekken 8 at State of Play fall last year, and now, boom, PlayStation they got Mortal Kombat 12. Uh, you're gonna have. Pretty much a typical Mortal Kombat trailer. It's going to be fighting. It's probably going to be Scorpion and Sub Zero fighting over a rap song. That rap song, Baby Keem. All right, it's gonna be a Baby Keem mm. song. Baby Keem's hot in the streets. The kids love him, and I feel like he would make some hype shit that you can that you can get a good Mortal Kombat trailer off to. Also, oh, is it a, a new song? No. Or did you have a song in it's mind? A re- I don't have a song in mind, but I don't think it's a new song. I think it's a it's a recent okay. song. It's a recent song. And that's going to be three minutes. It's going to be a three-minute trailer. Shout out to Barrett. Barrett has up. I believe this is probably the, the latest or the last Mortal Kombat's trailer. Usually the, you're getting the, something like MK this. was MK11's reveal trailer. Yeah. And it's like half gameplay, half cinematic, right? Where Actually, no. This is pretty much full cinematic, but it's presenting is like what gameplay is going to be right. like, right? A dramatization. So, of exactly. And so I'm looking for one of those. Uh, from there, we fade out of Mortal Kombat. We fade in on a VR game. That VR game? Half-Life Alex. It's finally coming to PlayStation VR 2 sometime within the next 12 months. Um, We're getting a gameplay trailer featuring PS5 uh, Sense features. We're going to talk about the haptic feedback on the helmet. We're going to talk about the adaptive triggers on the controllers. We're going to talk about the things that make PSVR 2 special. You're going to get those features for Half-Life Alex, and that becomes the selling point. That's going to be a... What up? I'm sorry. I thought I missed it. How long is this one? Uh, That's going to be three minutes. Got it. That's going to be a three-minute trailer. From then, we fade out on Half-Life Alex. We fade in. On the indie title, that title is going to be a game called Fallen Aces, which has actually been announced before. Bear, if you have the trailer, you can bring it up as I talk about it. I remember this one. Yes! yes. Okay. Fallen Aces is a really cool-looking game. It's a first-person uh, action game. Uh, it's being published by New Blood Interactive. They've done games like Dusk and Ultra Kill, etc. And a lot of their games are really excellent uh, first-person shooter uh, games. The game is currently announced only for PC. I think this would be the your opportunity as PlayStation to go, oh, hey, this is also coming to PlayStation, and we're treating this as a PlayStation indie right we're adding this to the catalog because this is a really cool looking game with a really cool art style really cool premise um the steam description currently reads as uh the aces uh watchful guardians of switchblade city being taken down one by one now it's up to one man with two fists to get to the bottom of it all fallen aces is a crime noir fps that plays right out of the 90s and looks right out of the comics um again Really cool art style. If you're if uh, you want to switch over to the video version, if you're an audio listener, it's pretty much like a cartoon comic book art style. You really everything. should. It's, it's I, I, this is why I remember this one. Yeah, exactly. Like it, again, very like 
you know, be- beautifully realized comic book art style. You're basically a cartoon fighting through this very violent world. Um, and yeah, it looks super dope. And I, I especially recommend you check out the trailer with the narration over it. The narration is done. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but um, he plays, I assume, the villain of the game. Uh, but he's a TikToker that I know that has like this really cool, deep, mm. gravelly voice. If you if you've seen the TikTok of the dude that like will laugh at the end of each TikTok and then pan his camera up at the ceiling. It's that dude. That's a very deep cut, but I'm a a big fan of that dude. Um, And he is playing one of the roles in this game and he narrates the trailer. It's fantastic. But from then, and that's a three-minute trailer. That's going to be a three-minute trailer. From then on, we move to the next game. This is going to be the game, uh, the third-party game with gameplay. And that game, Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. This is the one that's been rumored coming from Konami and Virtuous. Uh, we get it with a release date. It's a four-minute trailer, right? Show me show me everything. Like, uh, show, uh, show me the gameplay. Show me how good it looks. Show me a bunch of different scenes from the game. I'll watch Metal Gear Solid for as long as you want me to. Um, but, yeah, give me four minutes of that. I'm down. Uh, and, yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be an exciting pop from oh, everybody sure. involved. From then on, we fade out of Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. We fade in, and Herman's back. All right? It's Herman. He shows up again, and he wants to talk a bit about how PlayStation's been working on a slate of multiplayer projects. Um, I want to talk about how much we love Destiny from Bungie uh, and how the acquisition of Bungie has allowed them to learn from that studio while at the same time producing the same level of PlayStation quality that we expect. Uh, Then tell us that next up, we're going to see the debut of a few of the multiplayer projects that they've been working on. Oh, yeah. Right. This is this is Herman reassuring us kind of what to what Janice's point is. Right. Hey. A lot of people are kind of iffy on live service games, ongoing games. I want Herman to really come out and really convince us. Hey, no, don't worry. We're talking, we're talking Destiny quality in, this ga- uh, in these games. We're talking PlayStation quality in these games. From then, and that's two minutes of Herman being on screen. Herman fades out. You fade in with a first-party game uh, with gameplay. That's going to be the game from Firewalk Studios. It's going to be the live service game. Um, of course, that's announced. We don't really have any info on what the game they're working on is yet. But to recap people, right? Firewalk, which is not Fire Sprite, which is the studio that makes the Horizon, the Horizon VR game. Firewalk is a AAA studio focused on delivering world-class multiplayer experiences. That's from their website. Uh, on their website, they also talked about how they've entered into an agreement with Sony as the exclusive publishing partner for its inaugural multiplayer game. Founded in 2018, Firewalk Studios is led by Tony Hsu, uh, the studio head who previously was the GM and SVP of Destiny at Activision. Uh, Ryan Ellis, who is the game director, who's previously uh, the creative director at Bungie, and then Elena Siegman, who is the executive producer, who previously worked at Harmonix, Irrational, and Bungie, right? So you're talking about people from Bungie uh, and Activision. I think this is going to be a first-person type game. I hope that it's a first-person ongoing game that invokes a lot of what we've seen from uh, Bungie. Um, Their website has, like, a lot of weird space shit going on. (laughs) And so, like, I would think that this would be a space shooter akin to what they've done in the past. Maybe it is something that is following in the footsteps of destiny but has its own uh breath of fresh air to provide in that same space i want to see what that is and i want three minutes of that um from then we move on to the next live service game this game is going to be whatever bungie's been working on right there have been rumors for years and years that bungie's working on possibly multiplayer uh, or multiple uh new ips one of them being the marathon thing again i don't know what this game would be but um this is from vgc right bungie creative lead toms farnsworth has said that the studio is working on a number of unannounced projects with parent company sony in addition to its ongoing work on destiny 2 bungie said in february 2021 that it planned to bring at least one new ip to market before 2025 right um 
um, I want to see them craft a new universe. I want to see them do something in a completely different setting. This is me talking. This isn't VGC anymore. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I still want to see like the first person shooter gameplay that they're known for, right? But I want to see something fresh, whether that's fantasy, whether it's something different, whether it's post-apocalyptic, I don't know, but I want to see something different. Uh, and that's going to be three minutes. And that's going to be cinematic uh, plus gameplay. I think that'd be a strong way to, to reveal it with the release window of 2024. And then we move on to the big dog uh, of the, the ongoing multiplayer games, and that is Last of Us Factions. Sure. Uh, we get a trailer, and I want that trailer to be introduced by the lead director of the game and also Neil Druckmann. I want them side by side, presenting it together. Neil for the re recognizability from the audience, but then the lead director for that passing of the torch. Hey, I'm not, Neil, this is Neil talking. I'm not the one lead directing this game, but the people that are are people you can trust. They're people that are doing great work, and we're introducing you to the Last of Us Factions. Uh, I want that to be sort of that uh, walking through the world kind of trailer. You know, think like the original Division trailer where we're actually seeing yeah. them really explain what a day in the life of the Last of Us faction looks like. I want to see it. I want to see us walking through your home camp. Uh, I want to see us going out and scavenging. I want to see what real-time encounters look like. And then I also want a release window. And I put, I put down here a release window of 2024. Uh, and for this, in terms of length, I'm talking about five minutes. I want a five-minute deep dive into the Last of Us factions. For the wild card... Wild card. I want a trailer that is phase two of the hardware of the PS5. Oh, right. And so I want the. Is this ending? Is this your. No, there's one more thing after. Okay, so this okay. is like the. This is the thing that comes we after end with last. Neil. Okay. So yeah, Neil's done. Neil, you know, the outro, whatever, whatever. And then you get, yeah, the trailer that are is hardware phase two. Are they just tossing it up or is it another Herman coming out to say something about the hardware? They're just tossing it up. Okay. Yeah, they're just tossing it up, transitioning to it. Um, and then in, in that trailer, you're getting the PlayStation Remote Play DualSense tablet. I want them to sell us on that thing in a way that makes it sound appealing, right? Because I don't think they can say that this Stay is Stay tuned a, for PlayStation updates. <laughs> they, I want them to say that this is a PlayStation handheld. I want you to say that this is a, an additional way for you to, to, to interact with your PS5. Think of it like a DualSense Edge. But instead of that, it is a way for you to play your PS5 away from home if you're at a place that has Wi-Fi, for, a way for you to rem remote play in with a quality tablet, with um, a controller that has the same form factor of a PS5 DualSense. I want to see that. I want to see a slimmer PS5 announced. Um, and then uh, I want to see maybe a tease of a PS5 Pro. Um, that That is wishful thinking, but you know, I think that I would include all in the, fa in the phase two idea of uh, PlayStation 5. And then, like afterwards, I think there'll be a PlayStation blog that goes up. That is, hey, also we're um, uh, we're pairing back uh, on the PS5 hardware, like the current phase of PS5 hardware, right? So like we're getting rid of the disc drive. Don't worry about it. They're not going to talk about that here, but here you do get the detachable disk drive, the slimmer PS5, and then the, the um, DualSense tablet and PS5 Pro. That's three minutes long, and then we have one more thing. Right? One more one thing. One more thing. It's the logo. It's the title. Ghost of Tsushima 2. It's a minute-long mm. thing, cinematic, you know, whatever. Just introducing the title, Ghost of Tsushima 2, and that's it. We fade out. Showcase done. Okay. You thank you, thank you. Do you worry it's flat to end on the logo? No. I forget how they did <laughs> As the smoke goes by. <laughs> I forget how they did the with God, when of, God War of War got dropped. Yeah, when the yeah one, I forget I that I don't it. remember either, yeah. But I think with something like Ghost 2, because I, I, I think that's a far enough away thing, right? I think enough people love Ghost 1 that and ending on a Ghost 2 logo, uh, I think would be fine. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think ending on a logo is totally fine because usually the well usually slash almost exclusively when you end on a logo it's like of an established ip so there's sure. a bit of like an ease of 
projection like it could be the best version of anything in the franchise in your mind and that's like i think that allows for a lot of um positive vibes like at the end because you know who's gonna who's gonna look at it and necessarily be like oh well it's not like they showed me anything i mean some people will have that take but i think it'll be pretty minimal um holistically especially in the context of a longer showcase like this and i think it could even be a hype like logo right i think it could be a you hear the sound of swords clinking against mm-hmm. each other, and then it is Ghost of Shima, colon, whatever the subtitle of the game is. You know, I think giving people those bits would get would get them excited. Barrett, you just showed the Ragnarok logo and how they revealed it there. Uh, was that, do you remember, was that? Was that the closer? Yeah, was that, do you remember what that was from or where it was, or did you just Google that one specifically? I mean, that was the revealed teaser trailer for the, oh man, this was back in 2020, 2020. I believe. Yeah. This is the PS5 showcase. I'll have to look at what the context is in the grander showcase. But yeah, literally I believe it was, was at just the, end. the it was just the logo. And then it said Ragnarok is coming. And I remember a lot of um, like, is Ragnarok even the title? Mm-hmm. All sure. of that. So sure. uh, I'll, I'll look at the 2020. And- Nick Evans in the chest says it was the closer for September 2020. Yeah. But even I then, looked it up today. even then, I would wonder if. And I and that's not even a question, I guess, honestly. I would I would argue that Ghost isn't God of War. Of course. In terms of like yeah. the ending gravitas. I would think you want it in your in your showcase, which is great, and there will be a lot of crossover with mine. I would wonder if you want to end with Naughty Dog, you want to end with Last mm. of Us Factions, right? Yeah. And do it there and put Ghost earlier. But Yeah. We can tinker. We can go backstage. No, that's, too, that's yours. You, you can hear mine, all right? <laughs> yeah, Mine will be the one that will set you in a different thing, all right? Yeah. My one thing that I'll like, critique myself on, uh, on is the, the hardware stuff, where PS5 Pro... He's dreaming. It, it, I'm dreaming, but also, like, I also think you would announce that closer to when that's about to come out. Like, maybe that is a... If it's coming out fall next year... Then maybe you talk about it next year instead of now. But again, we're living in dreamland right now. We are. Ladies and gentlemen, in my dreamland, you are one week removed from Summer Game Fest. The date, Wednesday, May 31st. Mm. This will be your PlayStation showcase streamed across the internet with all sorts of amazing reactions from Kind of Funny. Of course, there'll be your normal countdown as we get closer and closer and closer. When the time hits black screen you know they fade into it esrb logos of what you'll see throughout the thing but i fade out of that one right and then what you get is no fading in nothing just the screen pops it's boots running across the ground it cuts to a black screen it's the naughty dog logo it cuts back it's everything running it cuts back it's the last of us factions logo right there and then it cuts back and dives straight into gameplay we are into an amazing uh, sequence that is actual gameplay of people running through, doing their thing. It's obviously anchored from one person's perspective as they go through and do stuff. None of the Ubisoft crosstalk were doing the thing, but it, what it's actually doing is showing however Naughty Dog is actually merging their multiplayer and their story. So imagine a big Naughty Dog moment of an explosion or whatever. Your character grabs this NPC, spins them off. It's into a cutscene in the middle of this multiplayer thing where they're explaining what happens. You roll out of it. You go do the thing, blah, blah, blah. Maybe then we jump to other people's perspectives and they all start going to do the same thing. You're shooting the other people. You're shooting. You're going back and forth. Bam, bing, 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 boom, boom, giant explosion, whatever. Very super cool. And that's when we fade up with Neil and whoever the game director is, right? Talking about the fact that this is Last of Us Factions, whatever it's called. This is what we're doing. And we get seven minutes of that, which is pretty much everything you said, right? It's the gameplay we've already seen there. Then snippets of gameplays, they explain what your camp is, what the combat is, if there's different modes, how they're merging the story and everything into this, how they're doing a, hey, 
this is a Naughty Dog game, even though it's multiplayer. This will be what we're known for, but you'll play it with other people. And it's, of course, showing the beautiful city of San Francisco and how they're brawling through that. And da 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 Seven minutes of that ending again on another little gameplay segment that is excellent and awesome and has a big old moment from that. From there, uh, I, and I, I should, if I need to be listing, well, that's one of my freebies, right? From there, I immediately burn the next freebie. Spider-Man 2. Wow. Let's get it out of the way. It's another seven minutes. Obviously, we know Spider-Man 2. Let's see an actual mission from it, some gameplay to it. Then a little bit of, hey, you know, here's the, here is more of the story, more of the villains. Maybe it's Brian and Tahar being there and being like, or VO, or, you know, shown for a second before you go into. Spider-Man 2 is bigger and better than the original. It's this. It's Venom. It's that. Things have changed for Pete. He's got Miles at his side now. This is how you're going between playing as both of them, you know, or, or maybe not even getting into the details of it. Just... You're playing as both of them, and this is what it'll be, and da-da-da. I don't think you really set up the story, but I think we set up Venom's role in it more in terms of what that'll be. Because, again, how 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 the, how the symbiote spoilers for Spider-Man, PS4, Spider-Man <laughs> remastered, whatever. Spoilers for that. How did the symbiote get from Harry to Venom and stuff like that? I don't think that's explained in this, right? But it is a story scene probably with Venom that can be super cool. Do we know that we've done no, We're not even on the shot. Uh so it goes, 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 right? And then it ends on the white spider logo, you know, spider, Spider-Man 2, uh, white spider logo, right? Mm. Spider-Man 2 fades away. It's just the white logo, right? Uh, we cut to black. We come back. It's a different Spider-Man logo. A different Spider-Man logo that is not the white spider, a different one altogether. And you hear, all right, let's do this one last time. No cuts way. Cuts again. No way. Different Spider-Man logo. Different voice actor. All right, let's do this one last time. Cuts away. Different Spider-Man logo. All right, let's do this one last time. And then a fourth time. Hey, let's do this one last time, right? What's up, Danger Plays? And we get uh, what I am burning here is my cinematic inner cut with gameplay. This is the somewhat rumored Pixel Opus game. Of course, the creators of Concrete Genie, right? They had been put, they had put up a post that they were looking for people on their next game, and they're working with Sony Pictures Animation, which a lot of people were like... It could, it could, you know, it could be a million things. But a lot of people wanted to run with Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. But I, for this dream amongst dreams, I am running with yes. That is what they've been working on. Uh, they are taking a page out of the more old school Spider-Man games. Of course, two Spider-Man games on PlayStation. You got to make them different, right? Uh, this is, as you all know, if you paid attention to Concrete Genie, the, the Pixel Opus is an amazing artistic team. These are four different distinct Spider-Men in different universes that have their own things. These le- levels are smaller, more linear. I'm not sure how we're tying it into the movie. Of course, we haven't th- seen the movie. We've just seen the trailers, yada, yada, yada. But I think there might be a reason that they've been kind of cut off from everybody else. It's kind of a, a Shattered Dimensions deal. Spider-Man Shattered, Shattered Dimensions, the old Beanox game, right? But it is this idea that we are jumping between these four different universes, not freely, based on the story, right? And it is a smaller game. It is this idea of like... You're getting the big open world Spider-Man from Insomniac that can do all this stuff. You're getting from us. Thank you for this footage. <laughs> Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Look at Spider-Man Noir doing his business. But this is this idea of hopping around that is somehow, I think, bridging uh, the events of Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 and Part 2. And not bridging in terms of, like, you need to watch this to know it, but whatever's happening maybe in between them, that's how you do it. That's how you section off these universes. But that's the idea. From there... We fade up on the man, the myth, the legend, hey, uh, Herman Holst. Mm-hmm. Herman is there, of course, the president, uh, or not the president, but the leader of uh, PlayStation Studios now, right? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and he's like, 
That's right. You know, PlayStation Studios is still firing on all cylinders after all the success of, of course, God of War Ragnarok. You've seen what's happening with Naughty Dog. You've seen what's happening in Insomniac. You've seen what's happening with Pixel Opus. And, of course, we're not done just yet. Uh, you know, it's a lot more stuff coming. We're very excited for the future of PS5, including, of course, this is this. This is where we get the logo, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, uh, sorry, Ghost of Tsushima 1281. That's the year of the second uh, Tsushima oh. invasion. So I don't think they call it Ghost of Tsushima 2. I think they call it Ghost of Tsushima 1281. Wow. Something to that effect, right? Uh, of the second Mongol invasion uh, of Tsushima and what was going on in Japan at the time. Again, this is just the logo and the thing, but you hear the blades, you hear the sounds, we hear Jin Sakai. Maybe he has some VO like Kratos did in the Ragnarok uh, reveal at one point, right? But that's the idea for it, right? From there, fade to black or whatever, you know, cut, whatever. Uh, the next one. Oh, I haven't been giving you times. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Seven minutes for Last of Us, seven minutes for Spider-Man because I want them to do a very similar thing. Mm. Uh, just two minutes for Across the Spider-Verse or whatever Pixel Opus Spider-Man game is because, again, it's showing, it's cutting, it's doing this. Maybe even 130, but I wrote two. Uh, uh, the, for Herman and Ghost uh, 1281, I'm saying one minute. Just, just It's really in and out, right? That's real fast. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I mean, Herman's thing is 30 seconds and then their thing is 30 seconds. Like, sure. I just don't think it's like we're not spinning our wheels here. I, I, you know, I, I definitely want to keep going. Uh, the next thing is uh, a much, totally different from the start, right? But kind of piggybacking off of what we've seen with factions where we start. And it's, you know, because I, well, I started with the boots running for factions. Start, boom it's Sackboy's feet right i hope so we cut from there to uh the logo for whoever's working on this right in terms of the Sackboy, or uh, you'll see in a second mm -hmm. whoever's working on that right we cut back feet running the other direction whoa it's astrobots and then it's that studio it's team asobi's <laughs> logo right and this is probably all team asobi but i like the idea that they're working in hand in hand with either Zach Sackboy Little Adventure people or Media Molecule or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And this is Would the... they be dressed as each other or like... No, no, they, you... no, not at first. <laughs> the, that, we're going to that, don't get me wrong. Okay. But right now it's just typical old Astro Boy. It's typical old Sackboy. They're running at each other, right? It's a Team Asobi game. This is the first party one I'm using with gameplay, right? I'm giving them two minutes. And this is uh, Sackboy and Astro's Playhouse. And this idea is kind of reaching back to being Little Big Planet without being Little Big Planet, right? Where it is... Team Asobi, it is them doing their amazing 3D, uh, you know, 2D, 3D platforming or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Sackboy's with it. It can be solo. It can be a multiplayer game. I originally tinkered with Sackboy versus Astrobot, but that's obviously not what they'd want to go for. But there's challenges inside. Da, da, da. If you're listening, it sounds a lot like Little Big Planet and, or Sackboy's Big Adventure, even. I think it is a lot like those, but with Team Asobi and all the references and all the different dialed in, you know, gorgeous graphics and things they're doing. But the idea is that. It's a game that if you're playing alone, you can switch between Sackboy or Astrobot, who obviously have their own individual reasons to go do stuff, or you can play together and everybody can be, or you know what I mean, the people can be one or the other and go through and do all these different challenges and stuff. But it is this idea of keeping Astrobot alive. And then also, I think, giving Sackboy a shot in the arm. You know what I mean? As much as we say how good Sackboy's big adventure was. I, do we say? You do. Really you do. But Blessings does it too. And Blessings does it too. I don't say it's bad. I just said it wasn't one that really I thought didn't say it was stuck with me. You're hitting with me. I didn't either. You're right. And that's what I'm saying. This is how we bring it back. I dare you. Right. This is how we revive Do it. they both control the, the same? No. They have their, you know, Sackboy feels like Sackboy. Team uh, okay. uh, Astrobot feels like Astrobot with the little lasers to fly around and do stuff with. Hell yeah. And then there's different, you know, cannons with grappling hooks and all the other jazz you'd use in a, in a game like this to make it work. Uh, from there, Jim Ryan pops up. 
You, you know what I mean? Just like he did in uh, 2021, right? For that one. And so did yeah. Herman for that point. Uh, of course, this is the passing of the torch, right? We're going from Herman talking about all the first party stuff. Now Jim Ryan comes out to talk about, and again, PlayStation 5's runaway success. We couldn't have done it without all of our partners kind of thing. We're setting up that we're moving into the more third party stuff. Here's what we're doing with all those other people, right? This is where uh, I burned my indie. This is going to be, of course, Helldivers 2. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, to see Arrowhead's Helldivers 2. This will be the one there. Of course, again, this speaks to PlayStation Souls, games as a service, live thing. Again, this is a first party, but it's talking about everything they learned that made Helldivers such a cult classic, such a favorite game. They're bringing a PlayStation 5. They're making it look incredible. Here's what's going on. That's what's happening. From then, we move to the next third-party partner. It is... Monolith Studios with Wonder Woman. We finally get to see Wonder Woman in action. This is the one I'm burning my cinematic and or inter, or my cinematic intercut with gameplay one for a third party. This is three minutes. Oh, oh I actually skipped one. I'm oh, sorry. Helldivers is two minutes. My next one that would have been there is going to be Half-Life Alex. <laughs> Half-Life Alex is also there. I said five minutes, which is a really long time and shorter than yours. But again, I think it is. We're talking to the people who made uh, uh, Half-Life Alex, right? Mm. So it is a little bit of like what it is, why it's special, what we're doing with PlayStation VR, all the stuff you said so eloquently. Then it's uh, Wonder Woman uh, with the cinematic trailer cut with gameplay. Three minutes of that as uh, we get to see what this actually looks like, what's going on. Uh, you know, for me, it's kind of a WB make good after Suicide Squad where that didn't go as well to show that game off. Let's show off this one. Let's see what's going on here and have Fully a Fully single player, right? Of course. Of okay. course. Oh, my okay. God. Please don't worry. That, that's that. what they just need to do. You know, yeah. Just oh, yeah. yeah. One yeah. of those is going to be a two-player and the other player is going to be controlling the rope. <laughs> that's a lasso. Oh, Thank no. you very much. I thought uh, uh, Chris, uh, who's the Chris in Wonder Woman movies? Chris uh, uh, Pine. Pine. Yeah, you control Chris Pine and uh, S-Player Let's go. Two. It's like I mean, uh, they did have the with Hogwarts Legacy. There was like a PlayStation marketing going on there, so that does make sense. Yeah, like Hogwarts Legacy, I believe, was revealed at a PlayStation thing. Um, that I, sounds right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it was the one that had Miles Morales, I think, actually. So that was yeah. twenty twenty. So Wonder Woman would make a lot of sense if they do. Let, a let alone the Suicide Squad partner. Yeah, talking yeah. there. You know, I mean, like they they definitely work closely with each other. Off from there, Jim Ryan pops back up. Well, he's winding down the show, believe it or not. You know what I mean? We had those partners. Uh, it's been a great day or whatever. PlayStation 5's future is bright. Yada, yada, yada. Bullshit, 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 mm -hmm. right? And what do you got, Gina? Why are you laughing? Because it's the way you're describing it. Jim you're like, yeah, he's back. Like, he comes out like, he just... He's smoking a cig. He's just talking to the audience. Him he's like, buy it, don't buy it. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he comes out, of course, to, for their final announcement of the evening, of course, their final game of the evening, which, of course, is... Metal Gear Solid 3 remake uh, mm. from Virtuous Studios and our partners at Konami. We get a three-minute trailer here of uh, everything's going on. What did I list this one as? I said, uh, yeah, this is my with gameplay one because the game's so far along. Uh, you get a release date. You know, it still weighs out. It's not immediate, right? Everybody's kind of bummed out by that business. That's when the, title, the, the final card pops up of just like, but you don't have to wait for these. All the Metal Gears possible are coming to PlayStation Plus Premium today. Oh, let's go. And it's Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid on PS1, Metal Gear Solid 2 on PS2, Metal Gear Solid 3 on PS2, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker on PSP, Metal Something Gear Solid 4 for on PS4. I don't believe it when I see it. I know. That's, that's the I biggest know. dream so Value far. Value to premium? No way. No yeah. way. But it's nice to dream. It is nice to dream. And that's how my showcase ends. Woo! Nice. Notes. Uh... I got one off you know, the bat. Hit me with a bear. Go for it. 
they don't add new PS2 games to PS Plus Premium, so that uh, if that were to happen, that would set a precedent, um, which would be huge. It's just uh, they've just relied on the weird sure. PS2 yeah, the ones they already PS4. put out. Yeah. yeah, so my hope here is that there's a whole conversation about Konami and how they're turning, you know, that they're back and blah blah, and so it's like this turning over a new leaf kind of thing. But I hear you. I do understand. I liked the um, how detailed the trailers were in yours. Like in terms of like the little feet running, you don't like you don't want a feet in your trailer. I want to paint a picture now that I'm thinking about it. But let's not read too much into it. All right, okay? yeah, let's yeah, not, there's three let's sets of Tarantino feet. Tarantino Miller right. with this one. You this, know, this I man think loves all... feet run on the ground. He loves chicken wings and feet yeah. running. Um, I, but yeah, I, I thought that was cool. I like the details there. I like the creativity with the um, what could be. Uh, I. I don't see Pixelopus doing a Spider-Man thing. And I also, That's a dream big thing, I know. I know. And I also think it's I, weird for the PlayStation portfolio to have one Spider-Man game and another Spider-Man game, but I like that. I mean, it could yeah. be cool. Like, I like the idea. I do like the idea of them having something that has that artsy angle to it. Not to, like, try to, you know, pit one piece no, of art against another. But just that element of, like, creativity, I think, does speak to what they seem to be bringing to the table and kind of their, their ethos a bit. Um but yeah, I am excited to see what they have next. I don't think it'll necessarily be that, nor do I necessarily want that from them. Concrete Genie was a game that was fine. Wow. Um, it was so much good. It was so good. It was so nice. It was hard. I mean, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. But also, why didn't I finish it? It was, it was cool. It was fine. It was, I'm, it was, I'm more on your side, Janet. I want to see. I might be in between I, you two. Exactly. Like, I want to. I, I do want to see more from them, but I'm not like completely swooned by them yet. I think they have some space to grow. And I don't know if I want them to grow with something that big yet i sure. think it's a little bit too high profile of a step that's fair. again no shade to the actual work that they do but sure, sure, sure. i do want to see more but i think that's a, a bit they're a little far from me feeling like oh they're gonna knock that out of the park that's that, that's also why i appreciate it being like a smaller thing right like if you're able to get an ip like spider like spider-man into the spider-verse or across the spider-verse and treat it as a oh it's gonna be a seven hour game that is telling a smaller story but with a with an ip that is speaking to a lot of people right now right like there's be, be, people in chat that are like oh man if they announced that i'd vomit all over my living room like yeah like that <laughs> oh, would no. get people i know I, I was like that's a that's a bit much but i get it though like if i saw them announce a spider-verse game i'll get so excited and i think it it is you can paint it as different enough from core spider-man to where i think on the marketing side it works but also i'm with you that I like Concrete Genie. I thought was cool. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a good video game. If they're making a Spider Verse video game, then it has to be like, yo, I, I think Sony, the um, like PlayStation Studios has to like watch them a bit closer and be like, all right, sure. we're making sure this is quality. Like, you know, if you're if you're gonna do this, we're going to make this pop, um, which I think would be really cool. Um, I think one of my notes would be the Astro um, uh, Sackboy thing. Um, I uh, more so on the side of. I almost feel like those work po more powerfully independently. At the very least, Astrobot mm -hmm. at the moment, I think does, right? Like the idea of a Astrobot third um, uh, or third person platformer, that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, what, uh, 3D platformer, that's what I'm looking for. An Astrobot 3D platformer, I think that would be fire aside from having uh, uh, Sackboy in it. And also the same for like a Sackboy thing, sure. right? Like I feel like you could hold that for, for, uh, uh, for something else. And like, I'd be, I'd be, excited but also surprised to see a Sackboy thing announced uh this soon right and I, I know astro's playroom was only a couple of years ago at this point 2020 end of 2020 though right yeah end of 20 end of 2020 so we're talking about like two 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 ish years ago uh at this point i feel like it might be another year or so before we hear from from astrobot 
but okay. I do like the idea. I like the I like the creativity of the idea. Thank you for appreciating my creativity. Uh, a lot of you wrote in. I want to get a few, but first, of course, I want to tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny, where you can get every episode of kind of funny games daily. The games cast, the X cast, this show, PS, I love you. XOXO ad free. You can watch us record the podcast live. You could, of course, get dozens and dozens of bonus episodes of different shows like kind of feudy, uh, Greg way, et cetera, et cetera. All on patreon.com slash kind of funny, but most important for right now, you can get this show ad free, but since you're not there, here's a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Evil Dead Rise for sponsoring this episode. You can get your tickets now to see Evil Dead Rise in theaters April 21st. People are saying this movie is absolutely terrifying, and I personally can't wait to see it in a theater because there's, there's, you know, few things in life are as special as watching a real scary horror movie surrounded by people freaking out with you. Uh, moving the action out of the woods and into the city, Evil Dead Rise tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters played by Sullivan and Sutherland, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, if I had a nickel, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Uh, New Line Cinema and Renaissance Pictures present a return to the iconic horror franchise, and we are hitting entirely new levels of fear here with this one. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for this, but wow, you definitely should. You look like you need a little bit of fear in your life. And then you can go to EvilDeadRiseMovie.com to get your tickets now to see Evil Dead rise in theaters April 21st. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an un beatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to shadyrays.com and use the code kind of funny. You can get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code kind of funny at shadyrays.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt Bainfield had written in to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y and he says, I'm here to provide you with the best PlayStation showcase of them all. We start with a Resogun 2 announcement with gameplay trailer from Housemark. Uh, fade to black at the end of the trailer. Then we all hear is then all we hear is a pig grunt, followed by the sound of World War II plane flying overhead. On the screen comes a logo for Hogs of War <laughs> Remastered. 
<laughs> that was his full <laughs> gameplay trailer first party. Then we go into the games that are we're already aware of with the deep dive into Spider-Man, five minutes of gameplay. Uh, first look at Last of Us Faction, the short gameplay trailer. Next up, Wild Card. Engines are roaring and mud is splashing. It's the return of Motorstorm. Quick cinematic trailer, including some gameplay elements. First party. Uh, third party segment giving uh, one to two minutes per game. We see gameplay for Exo Primal. It looks bad, like real bad. <laughs> then we have Absolutely a not. Then we have a cinematic trailer for Lord of the Rings Gollum out the following week. <laughs> one more thing moment. Sony Ben logo appears on screen. Days Gone 2 announced Absolutely logo not. only. Closes out the whole presentation. The end. Exo Primal isn't that bad. <laughs> Days Gone 2 might be the only... Um, what's the word? Uh, it's not, it's not copy outlier to my statement of if you have it in an established franchise, it'll be exciting. Um, I think there's just too much around days. Also, haven't they already said they're not going to do? Yeah. They did, yeah. It's but been people lie all the yeah. time. They lie but that's all why the time. it's so shocking. <laughs> How they catch you but off yeah, guard. You can't leave. You can't end with days gone too. I did appreciate, um, them saying we see extra primal. And it looks bad. <laughs> yeah, I feel right? like that's a, that's whether you agree with that or not. Um, that's very honest prediction take on <laughs> on what could be there if the if uh house markets weren't working on resident 2 which i think would be awesome they better also still be working on something bigger and cooler they're not working on house mark 2 arcade is dead didn't you hear i did hear thomas alley wrote in and said playstation showcase outline i wanted to mimic the ps5 reveal showcases i thought that one was perfectly paced with giant reveals big and small Number one, it opens with Spider-Man 2, story cinematic trailer, followed by a quick message from the project lead, and then three to four minute dive into gameplay, outlining new mechanics and map differences. Release date, September 15th, 2023. Number two, Wonder Woman story trailer with gameplay snippets. Three minute trailer, uh, January 26th, 2024 release date. Number three, the indie. Moon Studio, or in the Blind Forest devs, reveal a new gorgeous 2D Castlevania in partnership with Konami. Gameplay trailer, no date. Number four, London Studios unveils their online multiplayer fantasy games as a service title, an introduction from the project lead, and a five-minute gameplay breakdown of mechanics and goals of the game, release year 2025. Number five, Death Stranding 2 Cinematic Story Trailer 2. No date given, later revealed in a blog post it's scheduled for 2024. <laughs> Very real. Number six, VR 2, Astrobot Rescue Mission 2. Quick teaser trailer followed by the announcement of Astrobot Rescue Mission Director's Cut featuring new mm. levels. Okay. October 23 oh release God. date. Yeah. Number seven, Ghost of Tsushima 2 or Ghost of Blank reveal trailer. Characters speaking over gameplay snippets which show off some new mechanics and improved stealth sequences. No date. Number eight, the wild card, Persona 6 announcement. It's PlayStation 5 console exclusive, shows a female protagonist and party members engaging in turn-based combat. No Ooh date. Ooh-wee! Then, number nine, The Last of Us multiplayer game. Cinematic story trailer, message from the project lead, eight-minute deep dive on the game's mechanics, modes, co-op, and single-player aspects. It's nothing like the old factions mode. And then number ten, the one more thing. Title, logo, studio reveal only. Bloodborne 2, <laughs> co-developed by From Software and Bluepoint, no date. Dream big. That would be like the... That might be the like biggest win they could pull off from everything that's been guessed so far i think it's like you need to take the start of matt's of i'm here to provide you with the best playstation showcase of all time and put it <laughs> on to thomas's that was a great one thomas I, I i thought about the idea of london studios um games as a service title um you know they've already earlier this year or late last year times a flat circle um they came out and talked about a little bit about it and they showed like 
concept art of I believe it was in London, like a fantasy London uh, type game. And I really want to see what that is. But that that feels further off. Um, I feel like 2025 games are games that don't get like they don't get windows at at an event at like an event like this. Right. Yeah. I'd be surprised to see 2025 appear um, as a year. And for how many games and service games PlayStation is working on, I feel like you can I feel like there's things that are probably coming out in the next year and a half that you might want to focus on. Yeah. hundred percent. But still. I like that, Thomas. Yeah. Good job. Blessing. Greg. Of course, the PlayStation Showcase is coming regardless of us predicting. No one can stop it. Summer Game Fest is coming. What if it just never comes? <laughs> well, there'll still be a PlayStation well, showcase, showcase one day. I mean, one what day. if they're like, no, it's canceled? <laughs> Damn, then it's like see it on September. I have, so, I'd have some egg on my face. You know what I mean? Everybody would be making fun <laughs> of never me coming, for the rest of again. my life. No but I digress. Showcase. That's not the news of today. If I want to know what happened this week in PlayStation, where would I go? The, uh, you would go to This Week in PlayStation on PS I Love You XOXO. And you'd start talking about how Sony is apparently working on a new handheld, according to a new report uh, from Tom Henderson at Insider Gamer. His report, so not the robot. Not, not the robot. Uh, yeah. His report re- reads like this. Following days of speculation, Insider Gaming can report that there's a new PlayStation handheld in development. Co-named the Q-Lite, the next PlayStation handheld is the next piece of Sony hardware that aims to be yet another piece of hardware that requires the PS5. Insider Gaming understands that the Q-Lite is not a cloud streaming device, but instead uses remote play with the PlayStation 5, a feature that the console giant has been pushing these past couple weeks. Uh, when they say pushing, they've been uploading videos on their YouTube channel that's like, oh, here's how remote play works, which they do a lot with a lot of the features. I digress. Sporting adaptive streaming up to 1080p and 60fps, the new device will require constant connectivity to the internet. Uh, as for the console's physical features, early prototypes show the console will look a lot like a PlayStation 5 controller, but with a massive 8-inch LCD touchscreen in the center. The device sports adaptive triggers for haptic feedback and will include what you could come to expect from a handheld, volume buttons, speakers, an audio input jack, etc. Insider Gaming understands that the Q-Lite is in its QA phase and is scheduled to release before the PS5 Pro and after the detachable disk drive PS5. As previously mentioned by insider uh, Jeff Grubb, Sony is planning to announce its second phase of the PS5, which was in reference to its future game slate. Ironically, though, this second phase is very much true for Sony's hardware offerings, uh, with the new detachable disk drive for PS5, Project Nomad being the wireless earphones, Project Voyager being the wireless headset, and Q-Lite being the handheld, all scheduled to release within a very short period. It's It's understood that the PlayStation 5 Pro is aiming for a holiday 2024 release. Uh, of course, this is what I was sort of talking about and hinting at when I was talking about the idea of getting a trailer for the next slate of PlayStation hardware, right? Sure. The idea that we could get a Pro, um, the, the possibly a wireless head, headset, this Q-Lite thing, um, a detachable disk drive, all this stuff. But talking about the um, this PlayStation quote-unquote handheld, Janet, I want to I start with you. What, what are your thoughts on this? I'm concerned about the price point. Uh, so sure. again, it's kind of assuming that this is true and just kind of running with it and talking about is this exciting? Is it not? You know, it's funny. We've had these conversations pretty recently on the show about what would you want them to do next? Like we had that way back when like we were reviewing VR2 like the week before uh, between you and me, Bless, and then it came up again, I think like last episode where it was like, let's have them make that robot. They're not making the robot, it turns out. Or we haven't heard about it. It's sealed shut. They're don't like, don't count the robot like... out yet. Don't count the robot out <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, there's still time. Put him right back. He fits right in. But I think this is a cool idea. I don't know how exciting it will be. And I will say the description of this device of having it being like a 
PlayStation 5 controller, but with like a screen in the middle, um, but also having like all of the, what you'd expect, like Valium and all this other stuff. It kind of sounds like, do y'all remember back in the day when you'd get toys from like Kmart and it'd be like, I had this football game that was shaped like a football and it had a screen on it and you, the little guys <laughs> would run and to do like the thing you Yo. have to fake throw it, but don't let it go. Yo, hell Did yeah. Did you have that too? Oh, yeah. I remember that, yeah. It was so fun, but I mean, it didn't work that well, but like it, the idea was there, but again, that was a very like kitschy old school, like 90s or 2000s. I'm a little worried that this will be a little ugly looking with how it's described. It's not really what I envision for a modern handheld. And I will say I'm curious as to how much Steam Deck did maybe eat the lunch here, because you can do if you like know how to set, set yeah, it up, you can do remote play. You can remote PS5 play pretty easily on uh, Steam Deck. on your Steam Deck and it works amazing. Um, so now granted, the Steam Deck's very expensive and I don't think people who don't have either would be like, I'll buy the Steam Deck over this simply for the PS5 aspect, you know? So maybe it is, maybe it's not as relevant, but those are the things that come to mind hearing this. But what about y'all? Is Are y'all going to Q-light it up, you know, in the future? Greg? I use re Remote Play a lot. And right now I use the Backbone controller yeah. attached to my phone, and I'm happy with that. So it's one of those where I don't, I, it's so hard to say not having it in front of you, not having it, and seeing how big this 8-inch screen really is, and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's an entirely exciting idea. It's that idea where it is like, yeah, like, you know, obviously for us, the people who are the most dialed into games, and I mean us being you, the listener, and the viewer as well, like, yeah, okay, the Steam, you could go do this on your Steam Deck if you wanted to. You could buy the Backbone if you wanted to. I understand them being like, well, we need it. Uh, we'd like to have our own turnkey solution, and blah, blah, blah. I get that, but I don't know how much further outside of this circle of gamers that desire extends to. Like, I understand that remote play is, I think even in the circle, a slept-on benefit and bonus of the thing. And I think, again, you know, I remember playing remote play on my Vita uh, with my PlayStation 4 and having not great experiences and kind of, you know, forgetting about it and putting it down. Whereas I think it is so much better on PlayStation 5 now. It is, I think, actually incredible. I'll be playing it all the time. Like, I can't believe this works this well. Um... I just don't know. Again, I'm, I, Janet's point rings true of the price point. Like to put this in people's hands, I think you'd have to price it so inexpensively to really get them going. And because if they did any research, like if they if this is even one hundred and fifty dollars, which I think is low for what they're pitching, mm -hmm. if there was one hundred fifty dollars and they did any research, they oh, I get this backbone that plugs into my phone for a hundred bucks, and everybody and it's licensed by PlayStation. It has all the 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 it has the sacred symbols on it. It's it's. I, a little bit more screen real estate to go that way, but my phone does everything, and I always have my phone. Like that's the thing that I like so much about having the backbone in my bag. And I didn't use it when I went to Mania, but I tossed it in there. I'm like maybe I'll use it, maybe I won't. It takes up no space. Whereas this, I would feel like is such a commitment to having it in the bag that I can't use on the plane. That I probably mm -hmm. the, the airport Wi-Fi is not going to be good enough to actually use it. It's like. Well, what is the use case? Is this just next to my TV so that when Jen's watching something, I can play something, which I'm doing right now with a bunch of games? Like, yeah, I guess. Like, I'm not down on it, but I'm definitely not like, oh, yeah, this is something I'd run out and buy. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even look at this as a handheld. Like, it's easy to no. call it a, a handheld because it's a, it's a controller with a screen and you can play games on it. But I look at this as an additional accessory, and I think it is going to come down to price. Because like you say, right, we can play games on our Steam Deck. We can remote play uh, on our Steam Deck. We can remote play on our phone. The whole point of something like remote play or cloud streaming is the promise of, I can do this on any one of my screens. And so I don't have to pay extra money in order to do this on the devices that I want, uh, want to do it on. For me, this sounds like a thing that is appealing to 
people who may not want to use their phone, like if you're totally, if you're completely like, I don't want to play games on my phone for whatever reason, and maybe you don't already have a Steam Deck or you don't already have a more expensive um, device, this is something that you can pick up. If you're a, a diehard PlayStation person, if you're the kind of person that has the DualSense Edge and is down to spend money on um, an expense, a more expensive accessory, right? Like I think this would have to price out at around 150 to 200. If this is beyond 200, then I think it's like, a, okay, who's going to get this thing? If oh it's man, too- I feel like it has to be like even way lower than that. Yeah. Which is like, and it seems like it'd be expensive because of the screen. That's the thing. Like the backbone is, because how much is the backbone again, Greg? 100 bucks. Yeah. Like even that, I mean, backbone's great. Like I've used it and I really enjoy it, but it's a hundred dollars for like that controller shell like i imagine it's just tough to imagine wanting to have this be that solution i think to your point blessing about it not being a handheld like when you first started mentioning that i was like oh my bed's totally handheld but i think you're right because it you can't you need another thing to use it yeah all it is is remote play like that is the thing that where you you can't play well from the report right any any of this can change and there could be multiple skews all that stuff um but seemingly it's not using cloud streaming and so if it's not doing that if it's not playing games natively right like one you're talking about that i'm sure bringing the price down um since you're not playing games uh, natively um but then also yeah you're talking about a thing with a like a very very specific use case and maybe it's the thing that playstation wants to push maybe they want to um show people the benefits of remote play because remote play is a really cool feature um i think there's a right in here that i'll actually bring in of a use case for this right alan e mcadams aka the skunk ape (laughs) writes in i didn't (laughs) didn't read this beforehand uh and says with the rumored news of the new playstation handheld i wanted to drop in uh with a use case and a question my wife and i are teachers and our families live around three hours away as a result trips to see them are limited with school calendars when we do visit on breaks we try to stay several days and inevitably as we pack i have the discussion with myself of if i should if i should undo my playstation and pack it a dedicated streaming device would be the perfect would be perfect for the situation our folks have good wi-fi so connectivity wouldn't be an issue now to my question with playstation embracing multiple SKUs, could we see multiple handhelds a higher tiered version uh that would allow for some uh some sort of downloadable content Content, uh, for play offline keep up the good work am uh p.s tell janet i downloaded sackboy Ooh. a big adventure and started playing yeah and to that point to that idea right yeah like if i have this thing where i want i travel a lot and i want to be able to play my ps5 from the hotel or from my friend's house or my family's house yeah like i think that's a really cool uh use case for this and you are getting this dual sense um uh form thing that feels like i'm playing on a dual sense and you're getting this experience made by playstation to work like that in the maximum playstation way i guess right in a way that is proprietary the amount of times i struggle playing with the backbone to use the touchpad because i still have to touch the screen and touch that very specifically or i want a playstation button out of something which is now attached to the backbone button but i don't hold it long enough so i hit the backbone button which takes me the backbone app which then disconnects me from remote play like having all that built in and it is just like it's even though I'm I'm remote playing, it is the most like I'm holding a PlayStation Five. I I get that. Yeah, and that is like that is I think the use case, but also such a specific use case to the question written in from Alan. No, like I don't I don't I don't think you would get a version that no. is able to play things native because then you're talking about building in something that is like if you want a handheld to play PS Five games, you're bumping up the price. You are putting in a lot more effort and resources and processing into that thing. I think that's just too big of an ask for PlayStation for what for where they're at right now in this moment. Um, and then also, yeah, like I would think that I would think that the big hope would be a SKU that would be able to play games on the cloud. And I think even that you're talking about 
you're talking about something like the Logitech G Cloud, which is three hundred and fifty dollars, um, and also that has some native stuff going in, so it can play Android games. But I think you're talking about something like that, and even that, I feel like is a big is a big um, ask from your audience to pay 100%. that much money to be able to play just cloud games when they can do the same thing on their phone or on whatever on their Steam Deck or whatever device. Yeah, sadly, I don't think you get multiple. Well, not sadly, you won't get multiple SKUs in this, and I think it's probably for the best because I think it's just a confusing message. Then I think if they wanted to go and commit to being Switch or having a portable PlayStation Five. They just should. Yeah. Uh, next up on PlayStation updates, accessibility tags roll out to PlayStation this week. This is directly from the PlayStation blog. Accessibility tags allow game developers to provide detailed insight on accessibility features supported in their games. As you browse various games on the Game Hub uh, on the PlayStation Store uh, on PS5, <laughs> you'll see a list of accessibility features by pressing the triangle button if the game you select supports accessibility tags. These can range from visual and audio accessibility settings to the DualSense controller options, difficulty settings, and on online communication features like chat transcription awesome totally love to see it yeah it's a great addition on their part i hope everybody you know actually goes through and you know makes it dials into what it is uh, again like you know you, we talked uh, talk about and to steve sailor all the time and everything he's seeing and you know changing and like the way that games are getting so detailed in it like there's a few games i've played recently and i'm like woof nothing huh that's yeah. still the case so, like there's just jack shit to make this and again i'm not using them because i can't see or something i'm using because they help me play games yeah they help me find Dude, things i want to do or trophy hunt or whatever the latest feature uh, that I, i've loved so much that's that's arose that's risen more in recent years has been being able to color customize your subtitles and then add backgrounds yep. and stuff like that yep, yep, you yep. really get into the nitty-gritty of how subtitles look because sometimes my vision like my vision isn't able to keep up with uh with all that right if yeah. i'm able to read the blue read the red and then um like you know see what i'm trying to see immediately that helps so much as somebody who you know my like as somebody who just wears glasses right like that's my main visual like disability um but for people who who even deal with you know more extreme stuff right might need more options that's really good to have now it's time for PlayStation picks, of course, this is where we talk about the games that have come out this week and the games that each of us picked to play on PlayStation. The drop looks like this. Uh, we're getting Creed Rise to Glory Championship Edition for PSVR 2, Grim Grimoire once more for PS5 and PS4, Meet Your Maker for PS5 and PS4 on PS Plus, Row 96 Mile Zero for PS5 and PS4, Curse of the Sea Rats for PS5 and PS4, and then EA Sports PGA Tour for PS5, and that's out April 7th. In terms of what we've been playing, I'm playing nothing. Greg's been playing Redacted. And Janet, you've been playing a game or two. What you been playing? Yeah, I've been playing Resident Evil 4 finally. Um, I just started it and I'm having a really good time with it. Oh, Super good. fun. I finally got him past the part that I played eight times, <laughs> like the opening village part and nothing else. So, um, yeah, I mean, my one, you know, I, I think a lot have the takes that are out there have already kind of been said, right? Resident Evil 4 is a great game. It's super fun. It's not too scary all of that rings true for me my number one highlight which again has also been said but is this game has no business being this funny this is a horror comedy if i've ever seen one i'm pretty early in maybe it'll get serious later i don't know but why the is things it funny? that have happened yeah the things that have happened to me in this game like i have laughed so hard playing this and i'm only like an i don't know an hour or two in um but literally i was posting clips on my twitter and i had one scene where I was walking like really slowly up to a barrel and I kicked the barrel and then one se not one second later um a cow kicks the shit out of me and I just start rolling because it's like they timed it I'm like I don't know how y'all did it um or like me slowly like looking at the you know the part early on where there's like an explosion um 
blocking your path and they're like there's like a prompt to get out of the way but i kind of read the prompt for too long so by the time i like slowly move out like my head gets knocked over i'm just slowly like the the leaves are coming into the foreground like it's hilarious i'm having a great time um comedy is a great way to, to describe it by the way i'm not i've not heard anybody say that in particular but there's a lot of bits where you know all there's um one part where there's a bunch of boulders blocking your direction and you explode it with di dynamite and if you just stand there the boulders will then come and yeah. roll you over and there's a lot of stuff like that where I'm like, oh, this is goofy. And I never really, I, I guess I never really thought about it being like a, no, this is a comedic game. Like, that's what that's what it's going for. So I, li yeah. I like that observation. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it totally nails that. I mean, I think everything about it. Uh, Leon's one-liners that he's saying yes. a lot. Yeah. Where's everyone going? Bingo. It's Bingo. Like, I love this stupid man. Like, it's so good. <laughs> what, a, what a good time. Um, so I'm really enjoying that so far. Uh, it is a decently lengthened game so we'll see how long it takes me to actually to play it because got a lot of other stuff going on and then other than that on playstation i've just dipped into a little bit of chia trophy hunting which i'm not gonna lie it's like a little like tedious in a sense. like you know there's a lot of like things to do like you have to do like everything and i like doing the things but at the same time like i did have to ask myself what is, who is what what is this for do i want to do but like sure. i want to have it sure. so it's like this is the classic the classic uh you know trope of trophy hunting uh but i've been doing that here and there uh as well just kind of as a way to like hey i know how to play this i know how to do this it's simple i have really liked though um just experimenting with more of the um mechanics of the game again I, my big criticism of of chia is that it introduces some really cool mechanics and ideas but doesn't provide a more specific use case for them and while i i think that's cool in a freedom and ease of play sense it kind of like leaves a lot on the table like i um i got this ability uh there in the game there's like these songs you can play and they can interact with the environment like the first one you get like changes the time of day and i got one that i had gotten back when i previewed it that i hadn't gotten in my like main game and it's um you play a song and it grows like a kind of springy platform flower and I, I made that and then I was like, let me see, will it let me become like a pig and then spring myself off, or a dog is what I did. So I called like I have another one that calls animals. So I got one. I became a dog and then I ran full force into a spring platform and I flew like 800 feet. And that's great. And that was very fun. But it doesn't actually have like that much of a use case. But like, you know, sure. you can have your own fun in there. And, I, and I, it's been nice kind of doing those things as I slowly clean up the many trophies that i actually have left i think this will take me a while but that's what i'm playing do you think you'll actually do it you think you'll, you'll apply to me i think so because it's a it's a pretty chill time and it's like we can just keep going in and shipping away and i think it's a game that is simple enough that i think if i have a big break from it i'll still know what i'm doing when i come back versus you know no offense to spider-man but since it's a little bit more complicated i did have to rerun the new game plus because i'm like i don't know sure what am i doing my electric abilities um so yeah i think i'll do it but i think it'll take me some time all right. One day I'll be able to talk about my redacted game. One day you'll be inspired to play video games again. I'm honestly just playing FIFA. I don't want to talk about God it again. Damn it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PS I Love You XO. Oh, Janet, I've been back. <laughs> Each and every week we come together left. to nerd out about all things PlayStation. And if you like that, you should go to patreon.com slash kind of funny where, of course, you could get the show ad free. You could be watching live as we record it like Calvin, like my dog, Nick 96, like, like one bite snack. Of course, they also get all the bonus content and exclusive shows we put up there like Greg Way and Kind of Feudy and all the other stuff. However, if you have no bucks tossed our way, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe each and every Friday for a brand spanking new episode of PSI Love You XOXO. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.